720 WGN. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. One of the hundreds of people, thousands across the nation who woke up to no cell phone service. A spokesperson for the Lake County Sheriff's Department said that many of their residents were unable to reach emergency services. And that's the thing. You need to dial 911. You reach for your cell phone and it wasn't working. Um, that was whether it was an iPhone or an Android phone. Many people were like toggling on and off airplane airplane mode, thinking that would restart the device and holding the phone up. Nothing was working. Of course, you could go hunt for Wi-Fi, but uh, some people called 911. Why would you try and attempt to call 911? I don't even understand that. But the Office of Emergency Management Ask customers not to call 911 to test their service. Why wouldn't you call a friend or a family member? Um, OEMC then said if you are an AT&T customer and unable to get through to 911, try calling from a landline or try to get a hold of a family or friend who is a customer of a different carrier and ask them to call 911 on your behalf. Good to know now. Probably didn't know that this morning, but it's my understanding that you could still text. You couldn't make a phone call, but I'm even uncertain about that because I'm I not couldn't 18. text. You yeah. couldn't text? No, I couldn't text. I couldn't make a phone call. I couldn't check Facebook. I couldn't check pretty much anything. Wow. What did you think when you first woke up, Mary? Well, I knew about it. I mean, I, I, okay. I was fine at home. I went in the car and then I was go- it was gone. You know, once I got in the car away from my Wi-Fi at home, it was gone. Everything. Yeah. So. Crazy. Yeah. Um, it was. Uh, they said, uh, according to Down Detector, there were over a thousand outages in the Chicago area, over seventy thousand across the nation, including, of course, Chicago, Houston, San Antonio, Louisville, Atlanta, Miami, Los Angeles, and Dallas. Scott Spiro is with us, our cybersecurity expert, co-founder of SugarShot. He always joins us to talk about these types of issues. What do you think happened, Scott? Hi, Lisa. Thanks for having me on. Well, AT&T is not saying what happened just yet. You can only speculate, but it could be a cloud misconfiguration or software or hardware was misconfigured, human error, or possibly possibly an internal malicious hack or breach. Uh, because it wasn't just AT&T. There were some T-Mobile customers, some Cricket customers. Um, do you think that it was? It, it, yeah, so I don't even know how all that works, Scott. Well, it's mostly AT&T, so about 4,000 customers affected on AT&T. Not too many on T-Mobile. They're saying you know, five, 600. I mean, it's, it's minuscule compared to AT&T, but AT&T is the largest uh, network um, by far. So I should say not pe- people, but outages. How many outages were reported? 4,000. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard to say. The, the systems, the carriers do share connected equipment. And so the fear is that there could be an internal infrastructure um, that all the carriers are using that may have experienced a problem. We last talked to you about Lurie Children's Hospital, and I have heard several reports, and some have said many hospitals, maybe even some of these carriers, which seems ironic because really they're in the tech business, so to speak, that some of their equipment is outdated and they're vulnerable to attacks if this was a cybersecurity attack. That's correct. It is It is possible. Some of this equipment is dated, although ironically the National Association of Broadcasters have made a point that this is why we need to continue using AM radio uh, so that when things like this happen, there's still a, a backup that folks can, can use. 
And Scott, do you think this is going to continue to happen? I do. Unfortunately, I, as, as we talked about with the Children's Hospital, I think that um, many of these systems are vulnerable. They'll continue to be vulnerable. Um, however, again, we don't know for sure that this was a, was a malicious attack. It could have right. been a, just human error. It happens. But we have, to, we have to plan for the worst as well. So people who have an iPhone saw the SOS pop up in the place of where there would be bars that would indicate they had service. Do you have any indication as to whether that worked? Because that should ideally work if you needed to make an emergency call. It would reach your nearest 911 center, and then it would reach out to your emergency contacts in your phone. Has there been any discussion as to whether that actually worked? I haven't heard anything otherwise. Now, remember, the SOS is Apple's service. It's Apple's satellite service that's designed to be leveraged when and if you had an emergency or you were far away from a cellular network. And in this case, while I don't think it was it was planned to be used in this way, it is certainly a, a viable option as a, as a backup for, for Apple customers. And I haven't heard that, that that didn't work. According to some files that were leaked last week, Beijing is hiring private companies to carry out the large-scale cyber intrusions targeting foreign companies and infrastructure, and apparently U.S. intelligence officials see China as the greatest long-term threat to American security. And, of course, they've raised alarms about its targeted hacking campaigns, independent of what happened today, because we don't know if this was a hack. Uh, how dangerous is this to us when it interrupts our daily lives? And how many facets of our life will this interrupt if we were to get hit with a major cyber intrusion? Well, at this point, the Internet and the technology is so invasive and into our lives. I don't see how it wouldn't affect so many things. And I think it's it's very dangerous uh, that the Chinese uh, being worried about organizations hacking into their network is, is, is just ironic um, they're the ones that have been funding so much of the cybersecurity um, havoc that we have to endure. And, uh, you know, I, I, I make no mistake about it. They are, they're very much focused on the infrastructure um, that runs our, our country. The, if you think about the electricity, if you think about um, Internet, you think about, we just look at the hospitals as an example. They, they're, they're focused on our infrastructure. And um, the more... Um, havoc that they can cause, I think, the better as far as they're concerned. So I think it's a real danger, of course. Do you think that banking institutions have software, have their equipment up to date? I think by and large, most of the major uh, the financial services industry has um, compliances that they need to meet. And, and by and large, I think that they, they do a good job and they're constantly focused on protecting um the American infrastructure as it pertains to, to banks. Um, but it's always, as I've said before, kind of a cat and mouse game. So and as soon as we figure out how to, how to, how to block um, a bad actor, they're working diligently to figure out how to get around it. And it, it, it kind of goes that way. Um, so I, I think it's, I, I think we're, I think we're in a, a relatively good spot, but I think that we have to be constantly uh, diligent. And as individuals, what we can, what can we do to keep ourselves safe? For as individuals, the, the key thing is, is that I, I, I always tell um, uh, my friends, family, and customers is to slow down and make sure that you're um, leveraging password protection technologies. You're not just using your dog's name, for example, as a, as a password. You should be using 
uh, and both Apple and, and Microsoft and, and Google all have free password protection systems that you can use. But there's some other really good ones out there, uh, like LastPass and 1Password. And uh, you want to make sure that you're, that you're using longer passwords. It, it jumps very quickly from just a few minutes for somebody to crack a password to uh, 90,000 years for a password that's 12 characters or more mixed characters and numbers and symbols. So that's, that's step one. You also want to make sure that you have multi-factor authentication turned on. So make sure that you're using that, that process when you're prompted by your bank and they want to text you a phone number or they want to use uh, some other authentication tool. You want to be doing that. And lastly, you want to slow down when looking at email that you get. This is at work or at home. Make sure you're looking very closely. If something is sent to you and it doesn't look right, somebody wants you to sign somebody, something. Somebody wants you to sign something or they want you to log into Dropbox to look at a document and you don't recognize it, slow down, look closely. Most cyber criminals will change the domain names very slightly, maybe by just one letter, um, to fool you. And once they have your credentials, um, then they have access to more things. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you, Scott. Scott Spiro, cybersecurity expert and co-founder of SugarShot. Steve's News, next on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent, WGN.